Mithrandiel here with the Geekly Grind at TwitchCon 2019. I'm at the OBS booth. Uh, who am I joined by today? I'm Ben Terrell, a business development manager for OBS. I am Hugh Bailey, the author of OBS, otherwise known as Jim. Awesome. So, OBS, just kind of looking at it from the outside and not being a streamer, sometimes it can be uh, maybe a little bit intimidating, but what would you say, like, what kind of tools does OBS provide, and what ways can you can it make uh, streaming maybe more accessible for folks? Uh, maybe try to dispel some of those myths that make it seem a little bit more uh, unwieldy than maybe it is. Sure. Uh, so the very first time you install and run OBS, a little pop-up box will come up and say, "Hey, we see it's your first time streaming. Let's run an auto configuration tool that'll automatically set up all your settings. It'll let you log into Twitch. It'll set up your chat on the side. It'll pick your bit rate and your resolution correctly." what's appropriate for your computer. And so as soon as it's done, it opens the door for you to set up your scene however you want. So all of your settings should be taken care of as soon as you finish that setup process. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the only other thing is that the, I think the common misconception is that it's about it being like uh, confusing or anything like that. It's just that we don't kind of, we don't really hold your hand when it comes to like setting up scenes and like that. We let the users kind of set it up how they want to set it up. So. Yeah. When they first use the program, sure, they use the auto configuration and things like that, but then they have to like add sources and things like that and like just like get that set up. And uh, eventually we'll have that uh, also basically as a part of the auto automatic configuration process. But uh, for now, uh, yeah, we, we basically try not to hold like the streamers like hand too much, mm -hmm. but uh, a lot of them really just want that. So yeah. uh, we'll probably It's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, like yeah. on the one hand, if you do too much for them, they're like, no, we want more of that open open feel. But if you uh, let, let them kind of ride on their own, then yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to balance. Yeah, but I it sounds like it's a good middle ground. Yeah, I think, I think really the, the key is that we don't want to be too opinionated about how you run your stream. We want to make sure that you can run your stream with whatever tools you want. We don't want to force you into a particular system or a set of tools. If you want to use a particular tool, go ahead and use that tool. Uh, I want you to be in charge of your stream and use the tools that work best for you. Maybe you don't even want to use OBS and that's fine. Uh, but as long as you're able to you run your stream the way you want, that's what we're interested in letting you do. So what have been some, I, I believe there was a, an update recently, some maybe a new patch. Um, what have been some of the new features that you rolled out that maybe streamers are really excited about? Uh, yeah, we have like, for example, dynamic bitrate, which is, which is kind of a, a fix to an old problem. You know, a lot of people don't live like in cities with like amazing fiber internet connections. A lot of people, most people actually are just like out in the boonies so they don't have very good internet connection that, you know, uh, they, and the internet can sometimes be spotty for almost, you know, and it's true for most of the United States because the infrastructure is just still kind of poor, especially out in those areas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, what we did was we, Originally, what we did was when you have congestion, it drops frames, so it keeps the latency low. So uh, what you're, what the viewer sees, uh, you know, you keeps up with what you're doing, and uh, there isn't too much delay between you and the streamer, right? And that's why it's implemented that way. It's, it drops frames, so it lets the, it clears up the network congestion. 
and uh, while you're still pumping out frames and things like that. So that's how that originally worked. So what we did was we implemented a dynamic bitrate, which what, what happens is it changes the quality on the fly. You know, it lowers the bitrate uh, whenever you have congestion. That way you can uh, clear up that congestion without necessarily having like a slideshow on the stream, which is what everybody hates. And yeah. you know, so it's sort of like we're fixing a long-standing issue. We're still testing it, so it's kind of like in a beta stage at this moment in the advanced settings. Uh, but uh, eventually what we want to do is we want to have it like auto the default to where uh, it all just uh, use dynamic bitrate instead of uh, frame drops. Uh, that's how it works. And uh, another feature that we wrote was um, the ability to output the uh, browser audio um, uh, directly into OBS because you know usually when you have like a browser source uh, it, it you are forced to hear that audio. And a lot of streamers don't want that. They want to be able to do, like reroute the audio and make it so they don't have to hear it, but the stream can still hear it. So we added that feature as an option in the browser source, uh, which is uh, that was a real pain. And then uh, pausing while recording. Now this is particularly for uh, not for streamers, but for people who record and people who use YouTube and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so. Uh, Basically, what it allows you to do is you can pause uh, the recording and make it completely stop at the exact point that you click that button or you press the hotkey, and then you can restart it whenever you're ready, and it will just you won't have that part of the video in your uh, recording. So it just makes it it's it's really convenient for people who don't want to edit constantly have to edit their video uh, after they do it after they record it and, uh, and it's, it's a feature that's been constantly requested so I finally got around to it it was also a real pain yeah. Uh, but it's yeah these are like the key three features there's like a whole bunch of other features but it's like those are the big ones that people have been asking for. yeah those are big ones um, what about you? Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 last one I would say would be custom browser docs. Oh, so yeah. the ability. So we in version twenty three of OBS, the previous one, we allowed you to log on to Twitch, so you can add on things like your chat box and uh, activity feed and stuff it directly into OBS itself. Um, now in version twenty four. Uh, we've expanded that functionality such that now you can add basically any website and dock it into OBS itself. Hmm. Like, so you can add a Twitter feed, you can add, I don't know, Discord, their web view. You can even add, like, the live view of your current Twitch channel, what your viewers are seeing right now. Uh, we've seen all sorts of really cool applications of this uh, for people to really customize OBS the way they want to see it. Awesome. Um, so there was a little bit of confusion uh, in the last couple of days uh, about Streamlabs getting acquired by Logitech. So just to make it clear for, for everyone, this doesn't impact OBS, correct? Correct. So Streamlabs and uh, OBS are completely separate entities. So we created OBS. Uh, it's an open source project. And Streamlabs did what's called forking it. They basically copied the code base, which is something you're, they're allowed to do because it's open source, and have made their own version of it. Uh, and now they own that version of it. Well, they don't own it, but they they developed their version of it. Uh, and Logitech acquired Streamlabs, who run their version. So they haven't acquired anything from us. Uh, we don't see any of that $89 million. It's just a little of us by ourselves. Um, so, but yeah, we're, we're completely separate entities. We created the original software, and they've made their own changes on their side. Okay, awesome. Just wanted to clear that up. Now, is this going to be the last... Um, Con for you guys this year, or anywhere else that people could kind of come and connect with you guys and chat about uh, OBS and all that good stuff? 
so we don't currently have any uh, more plans for con attendance right now, uh, but I think that we've had a really good time at this convention so far. This is our first time being at a convention and exhibiting in any, any space, so we're taking this opportunity to learn and see what things work and what, don't, what things don't work, and I think that we're very interested in potentially uh, doing some exhibiting at other conventions in the future, uh, and when we do that, we'll be sure to announce those things when they happen. That's awesome. Sorry, from Matt. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I just wanted to stop by, check out the check out the booth, and um, thank you guys so much for taking the time to chat. Sure thing. Thank you for stopping by.